Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, we are back. Snooze and brews, right? You are joining us for a drink. Cheers. Cheers. On a Sunday afternoon with uh, Loaf and Steve. Cheers. <laughs> Loaf's gotten some strong stuff today. You got uh, Maker's Mark. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, oh. very much obliged. No, no, no. Oh. Worries. no worries. <laughs> you oh, got a chaser or something like that? Oh, no, I mean, no, I'll manage. This guy drinks this shit straight. Like, this is crazy. Well, I mean, it's mixed with ice. Yeah, there you go. That's not bad. That's not bad. <sighs> so let's do a recap. How was, uh, how you been since last week, man? Anything cool or new come up? Uh, that's why I spend uh, part of today just looking at random uh, movie trailers on YouTube. Oh, really? I love that. I love that. Get into a rabbit hole, like, oh, I wish I could see Oh, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. Wikipedia. Like, right, you see right. one, and then you see the suggestions, you get into, like, all these different ones. Yeah. So what's interesting came up? Uh, the one that really caught my attention is this new uh, Bobby Fischer movie. A new Bobby Fischer movie? I was uh, in love with the old one. That got me into chess, really. Oh, yeah. searching for Bobby Fischer? I remember we used to play chess when we were kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. searching for Bobby Fischer, yeah. The, are you talking about the documentary, or this is a new, like... No, no, it's a new, you know, like, scripted? like a biopic, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. Toby Maguire's playing Bobby Fischer. Nice. Leah Schreiber, he's, like, uh, I forgot, like, another... Chess player? Really, yeah, great mm-hmm. chess player. A Russian you know, one, probably, the, right? Yeah. Probably the great... Uh, a contemporary. When's the last time he played a Russian dude? Oh, Salt. That's what I was thinking. Salt? Yeah, he was, like, the undercover Russian guy for Salt. Oh, uh, the Angelina Jolie movie? Yeah. Which was supposed to be Tom Cruise, and the script was written for him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right, who else besides Lee Shire? Um The great Kervenge game. Man, there was somebody else in it. with another actor that I do not remember, like... Off the top of my head. Do you remember what the film's called? I gotta check that out for sure. It's called Pawn Sacrifice. Pawn Sacrifice? Pawn oh, Sacrifice. Pawn Sacrifice. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be the name of this podcast. No, I'm just oh, Pawn Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got hashtag uh, copyrights. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. <clears throat> what else did you see? That's pretty interesting. I want to see that. How, what did you like the Searching for Bobby Fisher film? Uh, from what I remember, you know, it was interesting, but it's like I can't really, I never watched it enough to the point oh, where I could like really like pinpoint stuff just to say like, oh, I saw it a long time ago, but that's it, all I could really say. It's funny know? because there's two things, or both things you can definitely relate to because there's like a guitar playing that I, you, know, you can tell if someone's faking it big time on the screen. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or when that's somebody else's hands or something like that. You can just tell. Right. Uh, like Michael J. Fox, it, uh, it's infamous now. Oh, okay. But he wasn't really playing Johnny Be Good, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he has since learned it. I don't know if you knew that, but he has oh, since learned that didn't. song. Uh, but in the in the movie, actually, like, oh my god, this is horrible. He's not even fucking playing <laughs> anything remotely close to the right chords or right notes, whatever. But chess is another one that no one ever calls him out on their bullshit because it's always like a uh, right. They're cutting to a scene when someone's playing chess where it's always about to be checkmate or it's you know like oh the next move. But right, right when it's checkmate. It's an obvious, like, if you're smart enough to be playing, like, how'd you not figure out that? Right. How'd you yeah. wind up, like, in, in that corner, position right. where like, where you didn't see it? Because it's always like, oh, my God, he got me. Like, you're an idiot. Like, it's, <laughs> how'd you miss like, this? Yeah, how'd you miss? You, you should be, like, four steps, you know, not chess, you're a, you're a couple steps ahead. Right. But it's, 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 so, it's always so obvious to me, like, oh, shit, he got me. Like, if you're about to be in checkmate, then you should have realized, like, oh, shit, here it comes. <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah, then? so it always, like, takes me out of the movie because, like, it's supposed to be some smart guy versus another smart guy. And, oh, he got him this time. Like, no, they're both, <laughs> you look like an idiot now. <laughs> like, it just right. takes me out of the movie. That one always, uh, I don't know, I like seeing that in movies or whatever. No, yeah, I get you. And then, like, almost, like, for, like, a little brief period of time, it's, like, you don't know if it's, like, these people are like taking everybody that watches this movie like for an idiot like nobody's gonna uh-huh, notice this right. cause they're just a bunch of like I don't know just like screenwriters you know? screenwriters you know insulting my intelligence you know, that kind of thing <laughs> Uh, but, um, that reminds me, uh, just that chess part of the movie. Uh, we, I think I've talked to you about this before, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes that 
fucking gets me teary eyed to this day. Uh, you remember Angus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, remember how uh, it, you know his grandpa dies? Spoiler alert: right. his grandpa dies. But um, the back uh, the backstory of that, like his his grandpa's best friend is another old dude that they'd go in the park almost every week, once a week, and play chess. Right. 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 And then uh, there's one day, and then it just shows like kind of like a montage, a sad montage after he's died. He, uh, he, Angus's grandpa died, and they're doing the whole thing. And then like you can see the friend kind of like looking at the clock, and his friend hasn't showed up yet, the older right. guy. And then it just shows like a lonely Angus walking up to him, and he sits down, and he and he gets the king, and he folds it down. Oh right, that's right. so awesome. And then he they just kind of yeah, the they, old man just like oh oh, oh and man, they're both was... like oh my god, just talking about it, I'm getting teary. That was one of my favorite moments in cinematic history. That was a great. One, it was man. just like the perfect way, like symbolism wise, you know, to explain like everything. You know, I don't know. It didn't drag on. It wasn't like the super nope. long, like dramatic scene. It, it was, was just like it was perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it, uh, it's very poetic. Like, yeah, know. very poetic. Uh huh. It's almost like saying like um, like oh, what's one of your favorite songs? And then I'm just like oh, that part of that movie. Like I'm, I'm looking at Al- uh, Angus as an album. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, gotcha. that's one of my favorite parts. You know, that's that a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's one on a tangent. <laughs> what's another trailer? <laughs> oh, um, it's this one with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Okay. It's called uh, American Ultra. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I didn't see the trailer for that, but I did see the thing for that. Well, what's that about? It's a. Uh, I guess it just starts off. He's like a clerk at a store or something. Uh huh. And then like some government lady. Uh, what's her name? Connie. Something. Connie Britton. Connie Britton. Thank okay. you. Cool. I like her too. She's a really pretty older woman. I think so. Um, like she like comes up to him, and uh, she says something. It's uh, I guess it's supposed to be like a trigger phrase. Okay. But he's like this like kind of like this dorky convenience store clerk yeah, kind of thing. Almost a librarian kind of thing, yeah. So she says this thing and it triggers him. It just kind of like wakes him up and uh, I guess like it gives you the impression through this like little like, it was like maybe two seconds long with all these like little things of just like some random training and whatever oh. in some like facility, whatever. Interesting. Then it goes back to him. Almost like, Zoolander style or her mentoring candidate type thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay, mentoring gotcha. Kind of, very MK Ultra-ish. Okay. And um, she leaves. And then there was just like he, oh man, there was this like one thing where he's like going to his car, walking to his car in an empty parking lot, like right in front of the store, and there were these two guys like planning something in it. And then they come up to him, I guess about to like stab him. I don't know if right, they're, like, right. guns or hijacking whatever. And then like something again, like as soon as they like start to attack, something again triggers him, and he kind of just like takes on both of them with all these crazy like yeah. moves, and you know ends up killing him. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, somehow his girlfriend gets involved, but I guess apparently he's just like this super, like, government operative. Super spy type bullshit. Yeah. Almost like, uh, what Matt Damon was in The Board of where he doesn't know how he... Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, kind of thing. I, I've or always found those, yeah. those movies kind of like, oh my god, that's so bullshit. <laughs> that would not happen. Like, that kind of things don't <laughs> realistically, you know, happen or whatever. I mean, those books were written, like, years ago, though. But yeah, that's true. Like... When the, like, the whole Cold War thing. And that's where most of those movies came from, you know, the uh, whole... Was it Robert Ludlum? Is he the one... I what, think he's uh, the one that wrote uh, the Ultimatum series. Of yes, yeah, series. yeah. He did a few. He did something else too. I forgot. But yeah, most of those things come from that. But that's like, oh come on. I mean, it's 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 awesome fantasy wise. But that in reality, no, you're not you're not spending too, so much money on a trigger on a sleeper agent. You know, you're doing it for you're, the regular agents. I don't know. They just right. wouldn't do as much damage. Just or there's no practical uses for a sleeper agents. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Nowadays I just, or back then. 
I may I don't know maybe back then the Cold War uh, it was mm. one of those times where they were trying fucking anything smoking Double cigars and... uh, exploding cigar type <laughs> bullshit like I guess creativity wise you know they were they, I think they were taking I think it was more of a life imitating art type thing like oh mm. I saw this in a James Bond book or a movie and right then, so let me try to invent something like take, that take it open up yeah exactly yeah that kind of thing mm. yeah <clears throat> anything other anything um, cool another the other one that I remember is a Keanu Reeves movie Tell me. it's called Knock Love Knock. Me. He's one of those guys that like he gets shit on for his career, and you know by critics and all that. But and you know I I, I just I, he's one of those guys for me. I like anything he does. He's put it out. Absolutely. Keanu, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Nicholas Cage is like that for me too. Oh, of course. But uh, Keanu, I, I I like him even more just because like his personal life, you know that kind of thing. Oh, like, everything you heard, he went through. Like, well, up. you know how his story goes, like uh, how charitable he is. Like he gives away most of his money to charity. And, uh, like, he doesn't, he, he, he's very, like, simple, you know, how they say, like, he has a, a, a little house, you know, and doesn't, doesn't need much, and doesn't, most of the movie, like I said, most of the money he makes, he just gives away to charity. Hmm. Other than that, he lives a real simple life, and, uh, I like, you know, it's just like, cool. I like that kind of mentality, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, he's a good-hearted person, I hope, you know, I just like to see more success for him. I fucking love John Wick, man, kick oh, ass movie. Can't yeah. wait for part two. Yep. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking on that. I love that, man. I swear I want to get that tattoo. I mean, that's how cool that is. Yeah. 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 What's yeah. that? What was the Keanu Reeves trailer about? Um, it almost looked like John Wick, where he's just he uh, he looks like John Wick. You uh-huh. know, he has the same look to him. But I guess it just starts off with um, he's saying goodbye to his family. I guess they're going on a trip or something, and then he's just you know back at his house mm-hmm. by himself. Now one night, like here's a knock on the door, and it's these two girls. And I guess they're like, "Oh, she forgot her phone, and my phone got messed up in Stop the rain story, or something." Yeah. You know, I was like, "Oh, could we use yours?" He's like, "Oh, sure, uh, come on in." And I guess they end up showering or something, and he goes in to check on him and walks in on him. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know," but then I guess they, you know, seduce him. Triple X style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, show that in the trailer, but... Yeah. But, yeah, apparently, you know, they, you know, did their thing. And then, uh, I guess he just wakes up the next day, and somehow they just taken him hostage. They tie him to the bed, and hmm. it turns, in, like, into this whole, like, torture thing. Oh, really? It, it's, it's a thriller, you know? Yeah, like, At yeah. first, I was like, what is this? But yeah. as, like, the uh, trailer progressed, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah, that's just like, interesting, yeah. Torture him, like, all these different ways. I'm like, dang. Have you ever been involved in something like that where like two hot girls out of nowhere come to your doorstep and then like hey, oh, uh, <laughs> can I get these wet clothes like... into a dry martini? Go <laughs> <laughs> like oh, there's a gas station down the street. Or, you know, <laughs> drive by. You the know. town is back that way. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only I mean, never happened mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, not that anything like that would happen. And even if it did, I'd be pretty skeptical. Like, okay, like you know, where are the cameras? Let's right, right. Over here. This doesn't just happen. <laughs> I'd be way too like uh, paranoid slash doubtful. Like, absolutely. Uh, sure. Like, I swear, like anytime like a girl sends me like a friend request on Facebook or Instagram or any kind of bullshit, it's like, man, is, is this a, a one of those tests that Jackie's playing on me? You know, my <laughs> wife Jackie. Yeah, I was like, eh, like, or every time you, if you ever get like a messenger from some random girl, like, oh hi, how are you doing? I just Sorry, bro, bro. Like I always feel like, like I'm always completely positive. Like I know this is Jackie. I know this is you. You send one of your friends. 
to test me. Fuck that, you know. Yeah. I have to be extra. Like, no, I mean, I know I will not make out with you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I'm too paranoid, too, 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 uh, too doubtful these days. You know, too untrustworthy. I guess you could say about that kind of stuff. Nothing yeah. good ha- that ha- that good happens in real life. Exactly. <laughs> if there is, it's nothing like you would want to expect it to be. There's a few new uh, films coming out. Um, did you get a chance? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard really good things. But the uh, the it, I forgot what his name, but it was Abigail Breslin and um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he's a dad and she turns into a zombie. But he they're trying to like he's trying to keep her safe still. Huh? Yeah, it actually looked really good. Maggie was called Maggie. Oh, Maggie. <clears throat> and it's really low. It almost looked like an indie film. I want to check it, but I've heard it was a more like obviously not what you're used to because it's not an action flick from Arnold or whatever. But I kind of want to check it out. Have you heard anything about that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, I, haven't I really like to see like people out of their element but do good. You know what I mean? Right. Good. And for someone like him, who's been man, he's been doing the same kind of films for uh, his whole much. career basically. <laughs> uh, can you think of one where he bit he went out of a little bit out of character? Uh, kindergarten cop, maybe? <laughs> no, so, I don't know. Do you remember the beginning of Kindergarten Cop? Oh, that's right. He's still like a police officer. The beginning become... of the first like 20 minutes of Kindergarten Cop, he's like a cussing, fucking, trying, you know, goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. You know, he's just like, <laughs> he has a full like uh, 5 o'clock, it's like a 12 o'clock shadow. Yeah. You know? And then he just doesn't give a shit, drinking kind of crap. It, it was just like, oh, yeah, the first thing was, this is basically Arnold in every Arnold movie. And then he turned into kind of like whatever, you know, the whole homegrown hero. Teacher. Yeah, that kind of homegrown hero type of guy. But yeah, I'm trying to think and I was like, man, yeah, I guess this is fucking brand new for him. I can't even think of anything where where he's... The closest thing I can say that he played something where it was... He was making fun of himself. Like satire was was last action hero. Last action hero. Yeah, which which, you know I saw it again uh, a few months ago. Uh, I saw it when a kid. I'm like, oh man, this movie's awesome. And my dad's like, this movie sucks. I just remember him like, as soon as I don't see it, like that kind of thing. And I was like, really, I liked it. And then I saw it again like as a teenager after you know more movies and you know I hold you know I think we were talking about this the other day like oh I love indie flicks or whatever you know that kind of thing. I'm like, oh yeah, this movie's fucking bad. It's really. Then I saw it again today, and I got it as like, oh shit, this movie was making fun of itself. He was, it was making fun of the whole genre. Right. Like, so if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. If you get a chance, check out Last Time's Copy Hand with those eyes. Like, he was literally making fun of himself in that whole genre type thing. I'm like, oh okay, you know, it's pretty pretty good movie, oh, pretty okay, clever movie. movie. So put on I, those filters. Yeah, yeah, it really does help. Like in cycles, are like, oh, you know, not necessarily the cycles in time, but maybe cycles in yourself. Like, oh, you see movies differently and. Oh, okay. Maybe I get what they were trying to do. You know that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, what do you think about uh, Genesis Terminator Genesis, the new it one? It looks really good, dude. Like, I uh, well, I really like the Christian Bell one. I don't know. If yeah, I saw. One. Yeah. And I'm still thinking they're all. I don't. I'm, you know, I'm still thinking it's a sequel. You know, I don't think it's all the uh, same time timeline. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the same story. I guess. Okay. I, I'm still not considering like a remake or a reboot or anything like that. For me, it's all like a continuation. Okay, yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Because even the third one, that one was probably the least successful and the least like. I don't even think I finished watching that one. It's not that good, but it definitely, but it does set you up for the fourth one, you know, and for the salvation, the one with Christian. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, everything has its, uh, you know, uh, as far as like a series, I still consider it. nothing beats the first two, obviously, and you know, especially the second one. Yeah, second one was awesome. But I really thought the 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 fourth one, the salvation, Christian Bell one, I thought they came closer. I really liked that one. Yeah. 
But I'm I'm excited for the new Genesis. It looks good. I should read into the plot a little bit more just to see how everything kind of like adds up to sound like that like picture in my head when I go watch it. They um they released a new trailer where they did a big reveal and, and now it has me like what the fuck. Hmm. Now I'm have to go see it because I'm curious like how do they because they kind of turned John Connor into like a hybrid cyborg type of huh. thing. Yeah, a really interesting way. I'm like oh shit, it is definitely a new take. I like that. The, I don't know who it is, the the young actress, but she she does remind me of a young Sarah Connor. Looks yeah, she just looks like, like her, it. yeah, yeah. Who does she look like? I know she's obviously been in other movies. I just can't like I don't know her well enough where I can be like, oh, you know, she was in this or that. She looked look familiar, but I wasn't too sure, hundred percent, if she's been in other films. I want to say she has, or maybe she just has like one of those faces where I've seen it before, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I always like the uh, I always like Linda Hamilton. I had a little thing for her back in the day. Mm. Something about like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I just like that tough girl. Like, you know, she has a twin sister in real life. Oh yeah, she was actually in uh-huh. like when you were filming a Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, good use of uh, what is it? I guess saving on, on special effects. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, the special effects are awesome. <laughs> so How real, do you do know? that? <laughs> actually, like even watching because I saw Terminator Two Still again like not too long ago. Absolutely, up. like it yeah. just. Blows everybody else out of the water. Movies oh. like just came out last year. We were watching no it with Tommy, and I was like, "How does this look more real than other fucking piece of shit?" Twenty years later, almost, absolutely, you know, uh, or fifteen years later, you know. But it's still, like, oh my god, it's so good for them. you know those two movies, and they were pretty because Jurassic Park came out in ninety three or four. Yeah, ninety three, I think. Yeah, so Terminator in ninety two and Jurassic Park ninety three. No, right, Jurassic Park still holds up. Absolutely, the CGI that they used in that movie, like, oh, because a lot of it wasn't puppets, a lot of it was CGI, and it was like, yeah, shit, man, this is really good. Like, it, it looks. More, way more authentic than most of the other stuff that you'd find like I don't know man I okay not to shit on them but um, the CGI like in uh, what are they those uh, um, Resident Evil films you know it's kind of shitty you know what I mean like, where it's like obviously that's like nobody like I don't know they didn't want to like pay, like like throw out the extra bucks yeah. and give a little more detail kinda yeah like, um, like that I always felt like the same about like I Am Legend oh yeah well, I liked it but like I it's like pretty obvious that like those like monsters whatever yeah because i mean there's been movies you know where like i, I think you can see when the cgi is taken up a notch i think the, like the main dude was um the main bad guy if i remember correctly i remember hearing in my interview but uh who was what's his face from romeo and juliet oh uh, benvolio benvolio yeah uh was it dash miak yeah i guess he's like a, has a rap career too <laughs> did you know that was it really <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of like underground bullshit uh, he's pretty cool. He's in. Uh, um, what have I seen him recently? Oh, in Gotham. He he's like kind of. He plays Detective Flash on Gotham. Huh. Yeah, he makes a pretty good Flash. If you know the comic from uh, Year Batman Year One, uh, it looks pretty close to him. <laughs> kind of tall, uh, blonde hair, kind of kind of um, broad shouldered looking fella. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he. I didn't even know that till re- so I started. I was like, oh shit, he was the bad guy against Will Smith in that movie. You know. I, like I always movie. thought that was pretty interesting. Did you remember um, the Batman Superman, like, in the background? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be in 2016, that, that year of terror period. And then, sure enough, Batman Very Superman nice. is coming out. Soon. They said it was co- completely coincidental how it worked out. Because I guess the only reason that that made it into the back lot of the screen was because the director of I Legend um, uh, was supposed to be set up to do um, Batman vs. Superman movie that they oh. had. But the concert just went out the window. 
And then, uh, but but he had already put that into the movie, like a kind of a, a little niche for him. Hmm. Yeah, so it just ended up working out that they ended up doing another Batman vs. Superman movie. Completely different Damn. script than he had, you know. Started. Originally, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it comes out the same year. I'm like, oh, that's pretty badass, you know? And just uh, also, like, touching on the I Am Legend thing. Yeah. Um, like, I was, like, I remember, like, looking at the credits. I don't know, I get a kick out of looking at the yep, credits here. to I'm see, the same like, way. any yeah. familiar names. Like, oh, this person did this or that. Yeah. And I guess a lot of, like, the additional vocals, like, for the zombies was do- done by uh, Mike Patton. Oh, really? That's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Unless yeah. it's, like, a different Mike Patton, but I don't know. It said Mike Patton. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Faithful like, Moore, no, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bad Brains? I think he was in that. Oh, no, no. Um, that was a different, uh, that was a punk band from, like. 70s, 80s. Oh, okay. I'm tripping then. Yeah, yeah. so they paid no more back then. I've heard more. you did a couple stuff, though. Yeah, uh, Mr. Yeah. Bungles won. Uh, he did this project called Lovage with uh, Dan the Automator. And no, but I mean, like, uh, I think he did a lot of stuff for uh, uh, film. He's oh, I didn't more. even know. I know I've, I've, I know I've seen him do more stuff. I always like that, like, uh, uh, like Tom Morello now doing like uh, uh, for the Iron Man movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. He had a cameo in there, but he was the m- music guy. He was a uh, he did uh, oh nice most of the music, not the, not necessarily the soundtrack, but most of the music like uh, in the background scenes. And uh, oh, and he, nice. I don't know if you noticed it, but he does have a he's one of the Arab uh, the henchmen <laughs> in the movie. If you uh, maybe in, I must have missed it. Yeah, I don't think I watched it. But it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he gets kicked through like a door. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty <laughs> badass though. But I always like that. Um, oh, Trent Reznor, perfect. I was gonna bring Absolutely. it up. Absolutely, I've told you this story before, but it's pretty cool. Uh, so I'll say it again. But uh, like Danny Elfman, like you know, obviously we only know him for, for the most part. Uh, not me and you, but most right. people know him for soundtracks and all that stuff. Obviously, he's done legend. You know, Tim him and Tim Burton have done some awesome work. You know, Absolutely. Simpsons. You name it. You throw a fucking, you know, you know, uh, hmm. diamond in the air. You're gonna find someone that he's worked with. But uh, obviously, he's a lead singer at Oingo Boingo. Um, and before. Uh, it was. I could imagine how in the '80s or right when he first started working with him, I'm like, oh, you know the guy, the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's doing a movie now. Oh yeah, he's doing. Oh, good for him. You know, let's see if that works out. That kind of <laughs> oh, right. Well, I remember when Trent Reznor did the. Well, for he did Lost Highway first, right? Uh yeah, he's uh, what's uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, that was his first one. That's awesome. I don't know if it was his first one. I just know like he worked on that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I remember them Where talking else? about when the girl with the dragon tattoo came out. That um, you know, Kevin Bean were laughing. I'm like, oh yeah, Trent Reznor's doing the music for that. Like, he's like, oh yeah. Would you think one day kids would be talking about him the way they talk about Danny Elfman? Like, oh, Trent Reznor's in a band back in the day. Oh, cool, because they only <laughs> know him as a composer. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all generational. So you know, we only know. Oh yeah, he used to be in a band. Only the fucking Nine Inch Nails, one of the best bands you know <laughs> of all time. Uh, speaking of music, like uh, that was definitely one of those bands that defined the '90s for me, or at least for me. Definitely that that uh, like I was pretty what was it, like 11, 10 years old when I started listening to music, which meant about '95. So for me, it was that perfect middle age where I could go five years back where there's it's still relevant in the radio, and five years in the forward where I'm getting all the new music now that I'm exposed to. Right, you know. And you were definitely part of that huge because uh, I was, you were kind of like my, my music guru, <laughs> you know, since uh, since we live so close together and you were already already in that world, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting exposed to it and you're already in it, so it was cool to have that different kind of feedback. But what, what uh, songs from your youth from the 90s that you remember that was just, till this day, like, god damn it. Oh, man. Kind of thing. And it's like, endless list. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely... Maybe it's not a particular song, uh, but the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, absolutely. they will always be that one and only band. I don't care what song it is. 
that I can hear, I can close my eyes, and it literally takes me back to like somewhere, whether I'm like walking down the hall in high school yeah. or on the ride home. There's definitely something. a few songs that, for me, it's specific songs that take me back to a moment in my in like, God yeah. damn it, I'm in my room by myself, you know, trying to play, trying to learn how to play on my the guitar. smallest detail. Yeah, yeah, I'll see. they have that ability, but yeah, there's lots of songs. Um, let's see, even like your one hit wonders, they still like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I remember, um, let's see. Space Hog in the meantime. Yeah. I remember you had a, that album, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, I never really heard anything like from them after, but this was at a time like now cuz kids are a little bit more spoiled cuz you know everything's online, everything's right. so accessible. Well, our version of that back then was Columbia House 11 CDs for a penny. Oh, BMG. <laughs> oh, same. I remember that. That was our version of that cuz I I don't know, I can't tell you how many fake names I have. <laughs> <laughs> Where I would send them out with fake names, and then they'd come back to this, you know, with the, you know, the sure enough, eleven CDs for a penny or whatever, and I, and then they'd bill me, and I'm never fucking paying because who the fuck is, who the fuck is, uh, my cunt, you know, <laughs> they don't live here, my crotch, yeah, right. Uh, but I heard that was our version of like accessibility for music, and I remember that's how I first started like my music collection with CDs. Yeah, like, same. Yeah, the first I had my first hundred all belonging to them, and some of it was like. I remember ordering CDs just because I like this one song, and then it was on there. Yeah. Fuck it, order it, and then, it, oh, I like that whole, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's cool to have it start that way, you know? It's not like that nowadays. It's just everything's just like, skip, skip, hear it, skip. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now you don't even have that. Now you just search for what you want, and then just download that Exactly. One. That kind of thing, yeah. Boom. Definitely a little bit harder for musicians nowadays. But it's easier for accessibility for fans, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, the exposure's there. I mean, everything's just like at your fingertips nowadays. Yeah, I guess there's pros and cons. I guess it's easier for, like, the low-level guys to make a name for themselves because now right. they get more, you know, accessibility. And it's harder for the higher-name guys to still be millionaires, I guess. But, I mean, hey, that just makes... That means just you got to play more live shows, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they're doing all right. Yeah, hey, I'm not feeling sorry for them. You're not hearing a violin for me, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Man, what was... There's a few that, like, oh, my God, that's a great... I think we heard, um, okay, so, like, songs specifically, obviously, like, Smashing Pumpkin Pies, uh, 33. It's, 33, definitely. This is a song, um, I remember, you know, all right, back in the days, folks, when back tapes, days. when tapes, like, actual videotapes, we could record our videotapes, right? And I didn't have any cable growing up or anything like that, so I would, ha- I would you know, um, like, at 2 to 3 in the morning, there'd be, like, shows that would... Would finally play like music, uh, music videos. So mm-hmm. that's the only accessibility I had to music videos. And I remember 33 was one of the first ones I was able to catch. Like, oh shit, I got it. And, and I remember like, so I had this whole like hour long compilation of music videos. And some of it was music videos, and some of it was just like live performances from like Jay Leno or Conan O'Brien. Oh right, right. Or it's, uh, David Letterman, that kind of thing. And uh, and I remember 33 being the first video on one of my tapes. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> same man, yeah. same. Um, there was this program, I think it was, um, late Saturday night that it would come on. Friday or Saturday, but I think it was Saturday. Yeah. It was called ROV on channel 56 or yeah, something. Yeah, like KOC, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some, I don't know how I found it. Yeah. But, um, I just remember coming across it. Maybe I was watching SNL and it finished and I was just kind of like channel surfing. And, uh, and I came across this thing. I, I remember first video that I saw in there because it was already like the song had already started I was like oh what's this but it was a natural one by Folk Implosion okay and I was like oh I know this song but I've never seen the video and it looked all weird right right but I mean it's like I guess in a way it's like weird but like in a dated 90s 
music video kind of way. Like, uh, give me an example, like Rob Zombie music video, like oh, no, weird no, cartoons no. or. It was just like different colors, like oh, very bright like, neo Nazi bullshit. <laughs> no, I mean like it's like recording something, and like I don't know, say like, like looking out a window, like recording it, but it's like spinning around, and it's like different colors, like very trapped in a box ish. <laughs> uh, something like that, yeah. but just a little more psychedelic, I guess. Oh, okay, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. But um, I saw Primus videos. Yeah, they That's were what cool. I saw like uh, Tommy the Cat. Uh, Jerry was a race car driver. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They were definitely one of those bands that. If you thought music videos are weird and you saw that as your first video, like, oh, you're fucked up. <laughs> no, that's a bad example of what, what a solid video is. But I, I really like Primus a lot, yeah. They were pretty cool. Um, that's actually how actually how I got exposed my first... Actually, my, that's how I got not necessarily first exposed to stand-up comedy, but more like how I started knowing who different people were. Because on that same like kind of thing where 2, 3 in the morning where music video was playing... Uh, there's also like uh, stand-up comedy shows. So oh, I remember, okay. So I remember seeing some Barry, some people like Todd Barry or whoever or uh, Brian Polzane. Like I remember seeing uh-huh. like their first acts. Uh, I don't know if there was a first act, but first acts exposed to me. You know, some twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old kid. And I was, and I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. <laughs> Do people know who these people are? And uh, you know, twenty years later, now they're they're uh, they're barely becoming names you know? right it's, so it's cool to see that oh shit i remember that dude you know like that Way kind of thing when. yeah yeah back when Early he was stages. you know his first little spe- you know 10 minutes here 10 minutes there that kind of thing but it's pretty but my first exposure to a stand comedy as i think i was like six or seven years old um i think this is how I, this time with gwen and tom now but i remember my uncle pepe Mateo pepe mm-hmm. he had like a tape uh, or Mateo danny one of those two uncles had a a uh, tape of the Dice Man coming, and it was Andrew, <laughs> it was Andrew Dice Clay, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> like a part of me was like, holy shit, this is taboo. Like I should not be listening to this. So I maybe want to listen to it more. <laughs> yeah. And a second, I was like, uh, first, at first, I didn't get like half the jokes. I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't get half of the fucking jokes. But I remember seeing it again. I'm like, oh shit, this is tight. Like fuck, I was watching this. Like, it's horrible. Uh, and then the second part, like I just I was just so cool that oh man, this is like you, you could I knew this was grown up shit, you know? You're yeah, not supposed yeah. to be listening to this bullshit. Oh, I have a tongue up this chick's ass, you know, like what? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit. It's but like it was it's still I think that was still pretty funny to me, uh, yeah. But you like you get it just because of that early exposure and then like as you kinda like grow with it a little bit, it's mm-hmm. like it's not so much taboo or like it's just talking shit, it's just like almost like filler of anything you know between jokes or whatever he's setting themselves up now for, as like now like watching again as like a, a like a not even comedian a stand you know open mic whatever just like as i practice it sometimes you mm-hmm. know stand comedy like oh okay i get what he was doing oh okay that's oh. cool that's kind of clever it's more like oh uh, almost dissecting it now as opposed to before where you can just watch and enjoy it. now i'm dissecting it like oh okay this is what he's doing okay cool oh okay. it's a little different <clears throat> going back to context. that that like the video thing Mm-hmm. One of my favorite videos I remember that I saw from you. You had one of those tape collections, but nothing. But oh, I have actually a couple of them. One of the videos on there, one of my probably favorite videos of all time till now, and I consider it like a short film. But it was Coffee and TV by Blur. Oh, nice, <laughs> definitely, man. And just I just showed Gwen a couple of weeks ago. Like Gwen, you gotta watch this video. And I had, that was the first time I had seen it since I was a kid. You know, back in the day. And then, uh, and she's just like laughing throughout it, like, oh, it was, it was like, oh man, it still holds up. This is an awesome fucking. Thank God, you know when you, when you see something from your youth that you thought was amazing, and you're just kind of iffy, like, fuck, do I really want to ruin the memory I have of it? Do I really want to watch it again? 
But I, you know, I saw it again. It was did not let me down. It was awesome, man. Yeah. Do you have anything like that that you ever from your youth that you looked at and then like, oh shit, this is so disappointing. <laughs> this isn't as good as oh, I thought. Oh man, <laughs> that's pretty good because I know it's happened before. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those I don't always keep track. But it's just not necessarily like, movie. It could be movies or music or TV shows or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much it applies, but like, say, like. Dumb and Dumber, for example. Okay. Yeah. Like when I saw it back then, it was like I mean that was tears, like tears, tears, urinating all yeah. over myself, you know, just because yeah. man, I had never seen anything like that before. Like yeah, and even like I mean I wasn't that young, but it was just like oh like like in a kind of crude like kind of like poo poo caca kind of right humor, right. They you can know? fart jokes. They can fart jokes. Yeah, there you go. You know, like it had that element. It's like oh okay, it's funny, but then you know okay like as I'm older, you know, there's like these little things here and there where you kind of pick up on it where it's like hey, that's pretty good. Uh-huh, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't, it didn't, I don't know if it's because I had already, you know, grown up for a while, I already kind of know, like, what's going to happen, well, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is a factor, yeah. You know? But it's like, I could still like, watch it, and it's like, it's still good, you know? Yeah. Like, Fairly Brothers, at, you know, at their best, you know? I think, um, I, um, I'm not sure if I was talking to you about it, but, like, Dumb and Dumber 2. Did you get a chance to see it? Oh, yeah, I did. I, did. I thought it was like, damn, if that movie would have came out two years after the original one, it would have worked, and it would have still been like as fun. I, I don't get me wrong. I actually liked Dumber Dumber Two. I enjoyed right. it, and I did laugh. But I could tell that oh yeah, this is actually the same kind of film. It, it's not. It's not going to be clever comedy. It's not going to be witty comedy. It's not going to be anything different than what I expected. So right. it was kind of like oh okay. So in in a, in a way, it was disappointing, but at the same time, not disappointing because I went in there expecting this. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, I went in there expecting a slapstick, they can fart joke kind of comedy. With the two guys that I liked, and it was definitely more for nostalgia than anything, because there was a lot of nostalgia jokes, you know. And, yeah, and they played on a lot of things yeah. that they did before. Which, by all means, because that's who they're going for. They're going for the audience that love the original movie. And I thought for those that love the original movie, absolutely it worked. I thought for people who had been built a hype up for like, oh, this if you guys never seen Dumb and Dumber One originally, it's the greatest movie of all time. They're going to be disappointed because it's not. It doesn't work in the same context anymore in this time. Right. You know, comedy changes over generation. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, and it goes through comedy goes through phases. You know, it goes through slapsticky. It goes through Jacob Fartrick. It goes through clever, witty bullshit. Uh, and then right now we're at a time where it's more of like you know, oh, you know, highbrow kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, so maybe maybe I'll come back around. Maybe I'll go back to slapsticky soon or or everything recycles. Everything is cycles. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But I thought it came out like I, I I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, but I, I I feel hard trying to like oh if I want to impress somebody with like oh check this movie out it's be funny I probably wouldn't play that one you know that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Or just like without a little disclaimer like oh back in the day man this yeah. movie right here yeah. you know. But you, you know what's weird is you don't have to say that for I Love Lucy and that's in the oh 50s. that's true very in the sixties you don't have to say that for I Love fifties yeah it was in the fifties when it started sixty years ago yeah uh, it's, you don't have to say that for that you know that's still. Um, I think that's the difference between like the Stooges and uh, Lucy and stuff because like, Stooges it's a time and place type thing you know and it's mm. definitely like a high or not or a drunk or not type of <laughs> like oh that's funny yeah <laughs> I, Lucy for sure is like oh man she's just fucking funny she's just fucking look at her it's wordplay it's all wordplay it's all scenarios it's all it's all smart writing. It really what absolutely it is. and acting and timing yeah. the yeah, timing, timing is timing. so it's so particular yeah. it's like how do you get this because it's like filmed in front of live studio audience absolutely you know, yeah. Say. And they get it right every single time, like, and it just makes you think, you know, just like, just how, you know, high caliber, you know, yeah, you know, it was, you know, back then, you know, where it's just a show, you know, like, yeah. sometimes you turn on shows nowadays and it's like, 
they're not even feeling it. They're just gonna get a paycheck. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. I don't know. Like, some of them are you funny. Kind of tell, yeah. But you know, like, it still doesn't compare to like. And she's not even one of the. Fu- like I thought, because there's another solid character who's fucking hilarious on that show, and it's Fred. Fred. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like... just... Fred. Is... <laughs> <laughs> it's great you said. That. I was hoping because those... <laughs> he he's another one. Uh, like I guess Lucy would be like you know the he would be the straight man type of thing, but he's such an asshole and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of his own wife. Like it's just he's so. Oh fucking man, it's awesome. awesome. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. So so there's two really solid characters, and he's a he's like a a, a co kind of player thing, whatever. You know, he's not even like. The main dude. She don't get me wrong. She is absolutely the queen. Absolutely, the definitely. Queen. You know, mm-hmm. no bullshit. That I question. think Amy Poehler reminds me of a modern day version of her. I'm not even kidding. If you ever watched I, Parks and Rec, yeah, 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 yeah. She has her moments, definitely. Yeah, and, and that movie, uh, uh, specifically, Lucy specifically was culturally significant because I remember I was reading this thing, this article on it, how uh, it changed like Hispanic viewers, like that kind of thing. Like they had some a representation of them that wasn't uh, stereotypical. stereotypical. Yeah, and it was and it was someone you know obviously Ricky, you know a handsome, good-looking lead who's who's uh, who's in charge, you know that kind of right. thing. He takes charge, you know that kind of and and it was like oh, so it was culture significant in that case, but it didn't even matter because no one's even looking. That show was so great that fucking racism people, racist yeah, they people, didn't went right over their heads. Yeah, no, who cares a shit? This is Isla Lucy. This is for us, right? That kind of thing. So I, I think that's just um, I think it's more that show is doesn't get I don't know. Can I say it doesn't get enough credit? Because it does. Because it does. Time, like anybody that yeah. gets it, they get it. Yeah. But I mean, I can't think of anybody that I've ever come across who can like say like, oh, it was like a whatever show or no, like, it was just not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, anybody is, who loves Lucy loves Lucy. That's yeah. why they called it I Love Lucy. Yeah. No, bullshit. It was really really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I did. I was. I'm a big fan of like the Marx Brothers too. I, I watched mm. a lot of their films and uh and I I prefer Marx Brothers over Stooges any day. Honestly, like I know that's blasphemy to some people to say that, but. Mm. For me, I just thought the the witty uh, um, banter back and banter. forth. It's really funny. Yeah, it's a. Um, I was just watching this thing. I think I just sent you a link for it, but about like a uh, 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 screwball comedy. It's called. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but yet or if. Oh uh, uh, no, I have. I resend it if you get a chance. But how the screwball comedy specifically was a sex. It was an. It is a way to sell sex without selling sex, without being able to show sex. It was a way to get around the PG thirteen or the not, no, the the NPR ratings of America, gotcha. or whatever. It's a way to get around that because instead of uh, instead of actual sex scenes in a film they want to portray, it would be flirtation, and it'd be kind of the kind of flirtation they'd have where it was innuendous. Like, right. Oh yeah. This one, you know. But you know what they're talking about. It, the audience knows what they're talking about, but they're getting past everybody right, right. in the middle. You know. Like, kind of I thing. know you know. Yeah. And, and they're trying to get want. past the people who don't know <laughs> that kind of thing. It's good. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I took a women's history class in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the movies that our professor showed us it was uh, Mildred Pierce. And not yes. too long ago, they did a remake with uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, I saw both of them. I've seen both. Of them. The first one was. Uh, um, Mommy Dearest, what's her fucking name? Uh, uh, Kathy Bates? No, no, no. Um, no, um, Civil? Is it? No. God damn it. She's the original Mildred Pierce actress. Oh, uh, Joan Crawford. I'm Joan sorry. Crawford, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, by the way, well, I love King Winslet. I, I really Definitely. do. I really, really like her. She's someone, for me, has grown into a woman who's really just, she presents that elegance and really beauty. But that first uh, Mildred Pierce, that's man, that's a great, great film. I don't, have you ever seen it? The I haven't seen the, I've seen the original one, but yeah. I haven't seen like the remake. 
Oh yeah, has, uh, I, I seen both. The original one though doesn't. Oh, absolutely not. Really about women in power. Oh well, obviously you're about to go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it wasn't like so much touching on that. Just like what you mean about like portraying sex without actually portraying sex. Mm-hmm. Where there's a scene with her and her daughter. You know, no, no, not her daughter. Oh, the co-star. It was like his name escapes the me. restaurant owner, right? Yeah. Yeah, the guy <clears throat> that. I think it, it, it is dialogue. It starts off as dialogue. They're, like, in the bedroom or whatever. And then, like, slowly, like, the camera pans over to, like, another side of the room. And then there's a record playing. Like, there's music playing, like, yeah. the whole time. And then it just keeps playing until, like, the... The needle. Until the needle yeah. just, like, kind of just, like, scratches. Yeah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> and that's... They're just saying that, you know, that's... A sex scene just hey, occurred, they just you know, without actually <laughs> saying, like... Again, you know, they know... But That's pretty good. Yeah, film. yeah, I like that. And it's a way to move because you could do that in a book, but you couldn't really do it in the movies back then. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's got to be. I was watching uh, Chaplin yesterday. Oh. Uh-huh. Have you seen that before? I seen it when I was a kid. Me too. I, I need to watch it again. When like, I was a I kid. I need to watch it again. And I, it made me watch it like, oh, okay, let me see. Because I had seen it when I was a kid. I remember enjoying it. And I love Chaplin. Basically, so, and who doesn't like Robert Downey Jr.? Exactly. And so I saw it again. It's on. It's on demand. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, first of all, there's so many people in the movie that oh shit, there are people in the movie like really, really. Oh, David Duchovny plays a cameraman. This who? David Duchovny. Oh really? He's a, he's a cameraman. Obviously, Dan Ecker is a character, but he's listed in the credits, so you obviously know him. But like uh, a lot of a lot of uh, Mila Jokovic is one of his girlfriends. No so, way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. Like oh shit, they're in this movie. Like it's one of those films that has a lot of people in it. Who weren't really much back then, but then they became stuff then. Wow. Uh, but there's a part, um, that kind of thing, like, uh, he's trying to explain, uh, they're doing, uh, man, I forgot the name of the film, City Lights. I think it was City Lights, mm-hmm. if you've seen it. But it's, he's like, uh, in love with a blind girl. And, uh, and he's trying to, he gets her a flower. And he, and you can see Robert Downey Jr., or Charlie Chaplin, trying to argue with, uh, his writer. They're trying to talk him into doing talkies. And he's like, no, that killed the tramp. If you start doing movies, you're going to kill it. The whole point is, you know, silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a time when, obviously, the talkie, talkies are becoming more popular and whatnot. So they're trying to convince him to join, to convert to the genre. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, this is this is a genre that works this way. And it's not going to work the other way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, how are you going to convince... Because in the script, he he's uh, sh- the blind girl needs to be convinced that she's um, uh, that he's rich. And like, you can't do it without, without speaking. It's not going to work. And Because um, there's a scene where he gives her a flower, and then she's kind of like, oh, I, you know, she's falling in love with him. Oh, and it must be him. How does he convince it? And then there's like, ah, he's like, this is this whole big argument. And he tells like his, you know, whatever screenwriter to get out of here, get out of here. And mm-hmm. he leaves and he slams the door on a car door and then drives off. And like, that's it. That's how I convince it on the screen. Like, I'm going to slam the door on the car. Uh, there's gonna, I'm going to be in front. I'm going to be walking, give her a flower, and there's going to be a car that slams it and drives off. And she's going to think I'm the owner of that car. And that's how you can portray a witch. And like, oh, shit. Like, visually concept. Like, yeah. Huh. It was really interesting the way you're trying to get something across on the TV without try, without purposely, obviously, putting it uh, obviously uh, on there. On the right. screen, that kind of thing. You're like, oh, shit. That's... It's just funny to me the way you can the way you can tell so many things from a from just the picture of doing something without being obvious about it and right. kind of ruining the the moment you know huh. and that's that just remind me of that the whole like record player thing hey for anybody who gets it the, guess what they're fucking <laughs> anybody who doesn't man you're an idiot because you just saw a record player go from <laughs> go from zip to zip you know that kind of yeah because like it was like a thing back then that's how it was portrayed yeah that's uh, I mean yeah there's definitely like ways around it you know. You know, obviously it was contemporary to that, you know, yeah. time, you know. 
I'm pretty sure like there's like an equivalent nowadays like to do the same thing without actually showing sex. But I mean, we get away with so much more. Yeah, this is you're nowadays, just... so it's just kind of like, hey, people are doing it. You get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, what we were watching yesterday, um, fucking naked gun. <laughs> oh man, where it's the exact opposite. Where they're overemphasizing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that kind of. Um, oh, absolutely. That holds up, man. Who can? Dude, same, same. Up, that's man. like my favorite type of comedy. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, damn, those kind of comedies. Like, yeah, they were actually that that parody genre was good for a while, and then it went away, and then it started coming back recently. Remember with the with like the scary movies or the you know, oh, okay, gotcha, or the not another teen movie, all those kind of things. Like, it came back for a little bit. And there's an audience for that, but nothing beats those original ones, those nope. parody comedies. Like, <clears throat> dude, they were so maybe maybe it's not fair because they were able to do everything like pioneers of it. So. You know what I'm saying? So now everything seems recycled. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're doing this because they did it like that. But but for, for sure, like, damn, there's something about the original kind of movies like that, that. And Leslie Nielsen, he's, like, the face of all of that. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just because I, I don't, I can't recall anybody else who's, like, kind of, like, pulled it off the way he he does. Yeah. Where he has, like, the seriousness. Almost like perfect the way, like. Man. Perfect straight man. Yeah. Um, like, the way Will Ferrell is, like, nowadays. Where, like, he yeah. just, like. Like, he doesn't laugh. He doesn't crack. I mean, maybe a couple of, I guess, NL episodes or whatever. Yeah, Kind of, yeah. like, race character, but... Well, for sure not on the, screen, on the films, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, he just has that ability. Like, anything that he's doing, it's like... At least for me, I'm thinking, like, how the hell is he not laughing his ass off right yeah. now? That is freaking <laughs> hilarious, you know? Right, right. But especially just because he keeps a straight face. He, like, has this, like, funny straight face. Where you're looking at it, and it just makes it that much funnier. And it's like, again, like, dude, like... <laughs> Do you not see like what you're doing right now? Uh, I'm, well, I'm sure that's like the hundredth take he's doing. Actually, have you ever seen the behind the scenes to um, fuck? What was it? Oh, Eastbound and Down. No, I haven't. Well, he he makes like little. He plays a character on that on that show, and there are parts where literally like the behind the scenes. Uh, where they're doing like ten takes because he can't stop laughing because that scene is so funny that kind of thing. Oh, so there man. is something to that. But uh, you know, going back to you mentioned SNL right now, and we were talking about how like Dumb and Dumber. Um, you know how those kind of comedies kind of don't hold up still, or they do, but it's just from a, from here. There's there's actually one actor who his movies literally hit the nose right on the head still for me to stay, and it's kind of screwball comedy like that kind of, and it's uh, um, Chris Farley. Chris oh, Farley's man. films for whatever reason. Oh man, uh, they, I can still like oh if someone wants to come over and we're, or we're drinking oh I'll put something fun on I'll put on a Chris Farley movie on and it's still funny and like oh this would have been funny twenty years ago uh, yeah and it's funny twenty years later still for some reason I don't know what do you think it is about him? It's like I think it's like his some, skits too right like, the skits definitely yeah, it's everything yeah, that you would find skits, funny in a movie him, just in him a skit like a five minute skit how, how would you how would you explain it though like. Because he still holds yeah. up to honestly. Absolutely, yeah. same, same. Like, and it's not like he's doing that much different than, you know, Adam Sandler was at that time or, like, Jim Carrey, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do you, I don't get it, man. Like, some people, I guess they just have, like, the, like, their own style. It's just, like, them, their charisma. I don't know what yeah. it is where, you know. Yeah, I do think Will like, Ferrell is that, too. The whatever Chris Farley had. I think Will Ferrell will always be funny to me. And I think, you know, that, for whatever reason, you know, he has that thing where it doesn't matter what generation you are, he's going to be funny. Oh, maybe the Isla Lucy thing. I don't know. I think Chris Farley has whatever you call that. You know, that's that always going to be it, funny. Like he has it, whatever the it, it factor is. that's always going to be funny, whatever generation you are. Right. I think Chris Farley has that. Yeah. I think so. Maybe just like he's like just like fat guy, but he doesn't act like a fat guy. He's like super Energetic. like you know, yeah. definitely. <laughs> he's like you know getting down doing cartwheels, whatever. You know, it's like yeah. very physical comedy that Absolutely, he does. Absolutely, yeah. And just like. 
I know it's like I don't think it's overdone even though it's like you know like the things he does are like pretty outrageous and out there you know but <laughs> yeah. it's like it's not overkill at all he yeah. never like at least for me personally he does not like give me any instance where it's like all right, man. Like, well, I believe it. Easy, I like. Man. I believe him. You know, like, man, that's just how he is in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he yeah. just does it in a way where it's like almost like goes past like any like any of those sensibilities where it's like, all right, man. Like, I already seen this before. You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like I remember. Well, I, I, did you ever see this little like uh, kind of like documentary on him? Where like obviously his hero is John Belushi. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, his hero John Belushi died the same way. You know, a drug overdose, and he was the the big dude that was super energetic. He'd be fucking doing flips, you know, on Blues Brothers TV, you know. Dude. Oh yeah, 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 and it made sense. Like, oh shit, and that's his hero. Like, oh, no, he, no shit, he's gonna end up with it. The only other person who reminded me of that was like Bill Clinton saying like JFK was his hero. Like, oh, I guess you know the only two presidents having an affair inside the or oh, getting gotcha. caught for affairs in the office. I could see that. Well, he's but, Bill Clinton's still alive. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> he didn't get shot in the head. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. he didn't live up to his heroes. <laughs> you know, hey, you asshole, you said he was your hero. <laughs> uh, <what's laughs> I forgot where I was. I was like, oh, that, uh, like giving new themes for Dallas. You know, like oh, for Austin, Texas, or Dallas. You give it was in theme. Dallas. No, no, no but it, I'm saying the joke is like you give new themes for your cities. Like oh, oh okay. Long Beach, the aquatic city of you know. I'm like oh, Dallas, Texas, John F. Kennedy freeze since 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That'd be funny. That's right. Really <laughs> well, keeping free of John. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. Um, like Chris Farley. Like, damn, dude. The, there's this one like it's still everything like just moment gets me because it's just him. <laughs> but he's like, because uh, I'm the great white ninja, and then like oh. he turns around. Haru or. or um, yeah, Haru. <laughs> but he turns around and he's like a bunch of dudes about to beat his ass and he's like, Ninja? Did I I met Ninny. I'm the great, <laughs> great white ninny. ninny. <laughs> <laughs> like his his delivery, his like timing, uh Again, yeah. I'm telling you, I think he has that a, element. I think it's just the I love Lucy factor where he he's one of those guys that whatever generation it is, he's always gonna be funny. Jimi Hendrix, whatever generation it is, his music's always gonna be relevant. You know, Kirk O'Bain, I think he even has that now. Whatever generation it is, it, so. it holds up, it's gonna be great, you know, regardless. I think there's something to that, yeah. Whatever they yeah. Do, I think they sold their souls to the devil. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, hey, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. But like, you know, like, you mentioning Kirk Cobain, like, I see, like, you know, obviously, like, they're, like, high school kids at the most, you know, just, like, crossing the street, you know, I'm at a stoplight, see one of them wearing a Nirvana shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes, thank you, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna be okay, you know, children are the future, you know, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a factor that all those, the for, with the exception of Lucy, who's super special, I guess, but all those people died young too, so they have the factor of you. Oh, 27? Well, in regards to that number specifically, I don't think Chris Farley was 27. But, no, he wasn't. But regarding, like, they just have the, the you know, the good die young type thing. Uh, they died young, so they never got old, so people, uh, so kids aren't going to look at them. Like, like right. Frank Sinatra has great music, but I doubt that the youth of America today is going to be listening to Frank Sinatra or have Frank Sinatra t shirts on. But you might right. you might find that with Jim Morrison, you might find that with, you know, Jimi Hendrix, right. Chris Farley, you know, all the. The guys, even like fucking Jim Belushi, actually, to bring it up. I remember seeing his shirt on, you know, that the the Pluto shirt that he has from Animal House, like that kind of thing. Uh -huh. The college. Oh, the college, him yeah, drinking yeah. a bottle of yeah. Jack Daniels. I've seen that shirt, right? You know, so. Do you Very think iconic. They're all iconic, actually. But do you think that's what pertains to the youth in America today? That they died young, so it's still—it's not like you're wearing an old guy's T-shirt. You're wearing some guy that died when he was young because he was—he was partying. <laughs> you know, you died oh, some guy okay. having fun, and maybe that's more appealing to. It's easier for them to like this guy because he's not an old ass. You know what I mean? Because he didn't burn out. Apparently, you know, like he le they left us like at a certain point where maybe yeah. they were at their prime. You can say yeah, you're in prime. Yeah, you know, prime. 
it's like people have like older brothers and sisters or like whatever the exposure is and it's like oh man and it's like you kind of recycle that but it doesn't get old my bad i left out tupac and biggie because i should really bring oh. to put respect to them yeah yeah but um actually you mentioning um uh chris farley like mm-hmm. do you know exactly how he died I just thought it was uh, over. Oh, so, it wasn't overdose, but do you know like the story of like uh, the, hotel room, right? Because yeah. of hookers, he called or something like that, or yeah, something uh, not not details, but I know the familiarity. So go ahead, go ahead. But um, I guess what had happened, um, I think he had just finished filming a movie, and uh, Shrek, no, it was actually he was cast for Shrek, but no, he, he voiced. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But then they had to cut him out, and they added. Uh, well, Mike I heard that he voiced like ninety percent of the movie. And Mike Myers requested to do the whole thing just because, um, uh, you know, he wanted to do it his way and he didn't want to kind of tag along to his friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was more of a, it was a respect thing. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry, folks. We're getting interrupted right there. Like, <laughs> the, but, um, misses. I guess after, like, whatever movie he was working on. Yeah. Um, I guess he, like, got a prostitute. And yeah. he partied for like, you know, two or three days yeah. or something straight, like doing like cocaine and whatnot. And I think it was after, yeah, it was at like a certain night, I guess, like she was about to leave and he didn't want her to leave. Right. Like it's like, they want to be alone. Type yeah. Of yeah. And that's exactly what it was, you know? And he like something where he like chased after her, but he ended up like collapsing, having a heart attack. And it's just like one of this like real dramatic scene where he's just like, don't leave me. Wow. And then he just died. That's pretty depressing. So what she did, like, I, I don't know whether or not she knew he was yeah. dead. She raided his wallet, took his watch, left oh, yeah. him a note, that's thanks right. for like the good times, and just left. And that's how he died. That's gotta and be it's just like shit, that contrast, right? you know, yeah. where it's like you see this person on film. It's like super vibrant and happy and you know it's like making man. everybody happy making everybody exactly. around him happy it's like not once yeah. you would think like that's how he went out like yeah. alone the Robin Williams thing now you can mm. put a name to it now but I mean everybody's always I think there's actually a really great great documentary called um, Misery Loves uh, Comedy, Comedy. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, I saw the preview for that today too now that you mentioned I just remember and, it, and it's about and like, I forgot I forgot who did it oh um, what's his face um, uh, he's the one that did it <laughs> How am I? I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, he was in Red State briefly. Uh, um, Michael Parks? No, no. He's a, he does a great Christopher Walken. <laughs> he's probably one of the one of the originators of Christopher Walken doing the comic thing. God damn it! It's killing me. Uh, that he? I mean, because a lot of people do Christopher Walken. No, 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 no. He's one of the originators. He's a comic. Um, short in Usual Suspects. He's in the Usual Suspects. Uh, <laughs> Uh, burn was it? Um... <laughs> I'm really sorry, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, this is dead Kevin air. Spacey. Yes, Kevin Spacey. Nope, not Kevin Spacey. No. Comedian, a comic, but slash actor. <laughs> it was in the <laughs> Usual Suspects. Just killing me. Yeah. Look at oh man. Uh, I mean, it was was he one of the main ones? It wasn't. Yeah, Benicio? one of the main guys. One of the main guys. Not Benicio. Um. Anyways. Um. Going back to what I said, yeah, you know, there's that whole thing everybody's talking about. We're, we're, we're we, you know what? I want to do a part two to this because we've been going on almost an hour, almost time's almost up. Oh, gotcha. You want to do? Okay, we'll do three more minutes and then we'll do a, a part two to this because this is. I, I want to keep going. <laughs> this is a really good episode. Uh, did you find it or not? Honestly, no, I just threw, we can make it overlap for the, like, the <laughs> no, next cause one. I'm kill- it's killing me. Right, right, right. I know it's killing everyone at home, and you're probably, you got, anyone that's probably yelling at me, like, ah, it's fucking, what's his face? Sydney Pollock? No, uh, uh, something Pollock. 
not Sidney Pollack. He's the artist. Sidney Pollack is. No, I'm thinking Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> um, was he one of like the? Yeah, yeah, like, I think you're right. It might group. be Sidney Pollack. Uh, regardless, anyways, anyways, that whole thing about like uh, like most comedians are depressed or whatever. You right. know, like I said, I only dabbled in uh, you know like open mic stuff. But I also only dabbled in depression, so you know, I guess there's something there. No, that's a horrible joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't 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 say. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely something there. And Stephen Baldwin, Gabriel Byrne, Bernice Del Toro, Kevin Pollock. I'm Kevin sorry. Pollock. There you go. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. Kevin Pollock. Yeah, I'm prom- promoting your uh, uh, your film. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? Let me let me stop the film right now because then I'm on the part two of this episode. We're gonna be joined by uh, Jackie, my wife Jackie. This kind of be like one of those things where you like oh. Where uh, Steve Urkel joined Full House cast. Do you remember that <laughs> crossover episode? So we're going to cross over into the Marriage Strife. Uh, so Snooze and Bruising slash Marriage Strife will be in the next one. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Stephen Loaf. We'll be back in like two minutes. <laughs> and we're out. You want to say bye? Oh, cheers. All right. Later, guys. Cheers.